Blog Talk Radio. Fort Worth area, feel free to come with us. 
We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Right now, I do want to give an acknowledgement to, matter of fact, I see him right now, a young man that I've looked up to, and even the topic on tonight is really something that I had to learn on a personal level before I do tonight's episode. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Mr. Ready? Greg Hill. Mr. Greg Hill. Thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being the example. I really want to make sure that everything is working out copacetic. Okay. Now, how you doing, sir? How you doing, Mr. Eddie? How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Question. You doubt your ability to pursue a goal? Many times we allow our past experience to make us question if we're the right person for the job. Now, that job could not only be a nine-to-five where you clock in, but it may be a task or an assignment, even a positional role. So on this show, we want to talk about ways to improve our outlook of ourselves, encouragement to help us to step up also, we want to talk about some things we need to really just pay attention to for us to be able to quit selling ourselves short. We want to talk about those things and much more in the episode called Sell Yourself Higher. Sell Yourself Higher. <clears throat> Mr. Brian Keith, how you doing? God bless you. God bless you. Now, a lot of times, when you think about it, there are many people that we may see, and it seems like they know the right things to say to people to convince them that they can do whatever is possible or what is needed. And when they put their hands on the job, they bum out. They don't, I'll say it like this. They sell themselves so high. They talk a good game, but have no fruit. Barren, they say. We're not talking about that, but there are so many people. Before we actually get into a race, we won't even qualify or even sign up for it because we doubt ourselves. The first step, the first step that we do is allowed defeat right here in the mind. We scared to step out what some people may step out on faith. We have the ability, but we don't give things a try. Sometimes we know exactly what needs to be done, and people can tell us that we can do it. Most people have Faith and confidence in us that we have in ourselves. And sometimes we miss our own blessings because we don't step on 
We don't step out, not just on faith, but get this. We don't step out on our ethic. We don't have confidence in our abilities. We don't have confidence in ourselves. We don't have confidence, and we just miss everything that God has for us. Now, I will say, I'm being honest. I think if we be truthful with ourselves, there's been some point in our life that we have to tell ourselves short, all of us. Sometimes fear of failure, it clouds our mind. Sometimes it overwhelms us. I found out that there are some people, they are actually scared of success. Feel like they can't handle it, and you hear so many stories of actors, entertainers, singing like when they had nothing, they were fine. But when they end up blowing up, they end up becoming more successful or becoming famous. Fame has gotten to them, and they end up crashing and burning. Then there are those we don't give it a try. And like I said, not just pertaining to a job, but think about this. Let's be what about love? I know me included. There are times where I would actually see a young lady, I'd be curious about her. But I don't take the initiative to introduce myself. I don't take the initiative to say anything. And this is just me. Being real, those that know me and those that have watched my ministry, I believe in being real, being transparent. Sometimes I don't care how or who you are. Some people have some insecurities. And if we be real with ourselves, to a certain degree, we all, to a certain degree, we all may have some type of insecurity or some place within us that we may need to be more courageous in, have more confidence. So we want to talk about this a little bit, just a little bit on tonight. Tiffany, how you doing? Tiffany Evans, how you doing? A lot of times it's easy for so many people to stay where we're at. So many people to stay right where they're at because sometimes where we're at, we're comfortable. Sometimes, I mean, we don't want to go because of the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, but also what about good enough for that position? Whatever position, whatever role that you desire to have, can we actually maintain what we have received? So the things we need to think about that we do sometimes even those who may be insecurities. First of all, we ask ourselves, why are we not, why are we choosing not to step out? Why are we choosing not to give it a try? Sometimes we're not prepared. Sometimes we have not equipped ourselves. But also there are times where we have allowed other people other people's failure to become our failures. So a lot of times
before we actually step out, a lot of times we do the wrong thing. We watch the wrong people and base our decision based upon their success. We're looking at the people that have not prepared themselves. We're looking at the people that don't even have belief in themselves. So what do we do? We watch them fail and in order for us not to experience the loss of what they've had, we want them to try. We're watching the wrong people. Also, we're taking advice from the wrong people. I feel that when you get ready to make up in your mind, or when you've made up in your mind that you're about to do something, it's like the people that want to talk to you about stuff ain't got nothing. It seems like the people that tell you, oh, man, you don't need to do Man, look here. They ain't never happened before. Have you noticed the loudest ones that you are to try to discourage you are the ones actually scared to step and do what their hopes, what their dreams are, to fulfill their goals, their ambitions? They don't say nothing. So what happens? Because they have not achieved it. They have not achieved their plans, their vision, their dreams. They're going to try to shoot yours down. I heard uh, Steve Harvey say this a couple of weeks ago. He said, never tell a big dream to a small-minded person. I'm kind of paraphrasing. And that is so true. A lot of times, the first thing that we do we tell what God has given us. We tell people that will shoot down our dreams that don't have a plan for themselves. Tell me something. A lot of times we think about this. A lot of times our dreams is actually God's indicator to us of what our person plan our assignment that He has for us. But what do we do when we have those dreams? A lot of times, we try to get other people's approval on what God has given us. And we're going to go by what other people say instead of what God told us to do. It messes us up all the time. I'll share this story with you all. This was back in Eighty-two, if I'm not mistaken. At the time, I might have been, might have been nine, maybe ten years old, and I had a vision that I was in the presence of someone. Now, I can mention the whole story. I can mention the person's name now because this person is no longer with us. But this is not to bring up any rank name recognition. I want to share with you this story to make you think about I had a vision that I was in the presence of someone named Prince. Like I said, I was nine or maybe ten years old, and I saw me and Prince were going to be together. And so when I saw it in the vision, I was like, yes, wow. So I accepted the vision. And so what I did I started telling people what I saw. And so I'm thinking that people are going to be just as excited for me as I was 
for myself when I saw that vision. But instead of people being excited about the vision that I had, they thought I was crazy. They tried to shoot down. And get this, back in 82, Prince album was uh, 1999, which it did great. Remember, I had that vision. I had that vision and I would be together. So sometime after that, not only did he have a chart-topping CD, excuse me, not CD, but record, a chart-topping record that superseded 1999, but he ended up coming out with an Oscar-winning movie, Purple Rain. So for people to remind me, are you saying that you had a vision you're going to be with him? You crazy. So now when I continue to remind them that I did have that vision and I don't care what anybody say, I see it and I believe it's going to happen one day. They thought I was crazy. So I had to learn to keep my mouth shut. I found out that the more I would try to convince people that that was a dream or that was a vision that I saw, as long as I kept trying to convince people, I was wasting my time where people did not believe or support my vision. So I had to learn to keep my mouth shut. I had to learn to ignore the negative that people would give. So like I said, in 1982, I had the vision. That year, it didn't happen. And then him coming out with Purple Rain, did it happen? No, it didn't. But this was December the 30th, 1997. He was going be performing at Reunion Arena. And that morning, I had already purchased my ticket and I was going to go with my cousin. But that morning, I saw not only the vision of him and I being together, which I had already saw years ago, but I saw that today was the day that it was going to happen. I was like, wow. But this time, I was smart enough. I wasn't going to tell anybody. So my cousin picked me up. And while we were in the car, I told her, I said, I'm going to be on print. I'm going to be on stage today. Do you want to be on stage also? She said, no, no, no. When I told her, she didn't doubt me. She just said, no, 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 I don't want to be on stage. So towards the end of the concert, he began to invite three or four women on stage. And he told the background singer to pick out some guys. Now, I had already prepped myself on what I was going to wear because, remember, I knew I was going to be on stage. And I wore an outfit suitable to be on stage. And I'm going to tell you this. The funny thing about it was earlier that day before the concert, I went to a place called uh, Blockbuster Music and I saw 
the guitar page. It was a guitar magazine, and there was an article about Prince's guitar player that was going to be with him. So I had already prepared myself before the concert, and I already had my mind made up on what I was going to do. So when the concert happens, and like I said, at the end when Prince chose some females to come up on stage, then he had the background singer Marva Collins to pick some guys. So when I looked, I waved at her, pointed to myself, and I was one of those guys that went up there on stage. And get this, I was not on stage with Prince. Prince was on stage with me. That was my mindset. I have to realize that what I I saw in my vision years ago in 1982, it came into reality in 1997. In other words, there was a 15-year gap that I had to remember. I had to feed my vision. I could not let people aboard or make me spiritually miscarriage the plan, the vision that God has showed me. So I said all that to say this. There are some plans, there are some visions that you may see. And there may be people who may try to talk down your vision, your plan. But the worst thing you can do is not only receive what they say, but the worst thing that you can do is for you to kill your dream, your ambition, your vision. We are the ones that allow ourselves to be our worst enemies. We allow people's negativity to create a bubble for us to stay in and hinder us from stepping out and going to fulfill our purpose and plan in our life. So I had to kind of bring it up, and since then, there have been many opportunities that God has showed, but I have to realize, quit telling people my plans, my vision, because there are some people can't handle it. There are some people because, like I said, they can't fulfill theirs or they don't have, they don't recognize theirs. They don't want you to recognize yours. They refuse to reach there. They refuse to step out. They refuse to step out out of their comfort zone, and they want to keep you within your comfort zone. So we have to be careful on us allowing ourselves to share whatever vision, plan that God gives us. But also think about this. Whatever God gives you, listen, who was in the huddle when God gave you the play? That was you and God. So while we including people are trying to get the approval of people that God did not talk to, listen, God didn't tell y'all, he told you. So our thing is, when are we going to stop allowing other people to be in our ear when God had already spoken to us? got to remember that. So, also, there are some things that, when it boils down to it, there are some things that God may show us, and it could be very intimidating. Don't you know, whatever God has showed you, whatever God has showed you, he has 
equipped you or is equipping you for it. There may be some things that God showed you that is for right now. But then there are some things that God may show you. He's giving you a little glimpse of what's to come. But even if you're not prepared at the time, just because God showed it to you does not mean that it's going to happen right now, and especially at the stage that you're at. And sometimes we see a vision, but we look at our lack of preparation or lack of being, if you want to say we're not equipped at the time, we abandon the hope, the plan, the dream, the vision that God has given us. We abandon it. But we have to remember, if God showed us something, it's for a reason. If God showed us active then we have to remember that and allow it to be the lifeline of us being able to accomplish that one day when God sees that we're ready. So we got to remember that. But also the other thing we have to do, like I said, we have to especially check the atmosphere, check the environment, check your circle of who's around you. One of the things I found out, as long as you allow yourself to be the smartest person, the smartest friend that you know, or the people that's within your circle, if you're the smartest one in your circle, then you're in the wrong circle. See, you have to have people that's going to challenge you. But also, when you talk to people about your business, your ambitions, your hopes, your dreams. You have to make sure that you're with like-minded people. Because remember this, we have realized that there are some people that can feed you, encourage you, but also there could be some people that will starve you, that will take from you, not only for you not to make it to your purpose, your plan, your dreams, but also there are some that may be jealous where they take for you to implement into their thing so that way they can achieve their hopes, their dreams, their plans. So you have to be mindful of the type of people that you're allowing within your atmosphere because there are some people that may be jealous. There may be some people that will, by any means necessary, fulfill their plans, their hopes, their dreams, even if it costs you yours. So we have to remember these kind of people, they are around us. And a lot of times we just think, well, you know, this person is trustworthy because my mom trusts this person or my grandmama trusts that person. No, you got to examine people yourself. You got to examine people so that way, they, look here, mama may have tolerated them. So you have to examine people to see if they're qualified because we always hear those same. Trust has to be earned. Trust has to be earned, not given. So with that, we got to be mindful of the people that we allowing ourselves to be around because it actually is going to influence us one way or another. So with along with to watch our surroundings, being able to watch our environment, 
we have to stop. This is something that we deal with that we stop on. Quit talking negative about yourself. As long as you keep talking negative about yourself, not only you atmosphere, but also you allowing that to go into your spirit. Because the Bible already told us, so a man thinketh, so he. But also you have what you say. If you keep saying you ain't going to never be anything, you'll never do nothing, you can't see yourself succeeding, you having what you say. But also the reason why we ain't got nothing is because we keep saying what we have. So you have to start speaking. I don't want to say positive because there are some things that may be positive, but it may not be godly. So not focusing on thinking positive. No, think godly. What did God's word say about this situation? What did God's word say about that? We have to start speaking exactly and also doing what God's word says. We have to look if there's anything that can actually encourage us and that's God's word. That area in our life that can really charge our spirit can only be charged through the word of God. So in order for us to be charged by our spirit, how about we feed our spirit with what it and that's God's word, God's spirit. Our spirit lives in us. And what better way for a for us to, to feed God's spirit is through his word. Because God is us. Great as he is in us, disease is in the world. So in our best ability, we may fail. But within God's ability, all things are possible. So if we can focus on Stop talking negative. If we can focus on allowing God to help us and guide us and also remember what he showed us, he's able to help us perform and execute whatever he has shown us. But we have to also get this, be patient. There may be things, like I mentioned, there may be some things that God may say, I'm going to you, but not yet. I'm going to prepare you. I mentioned earlier, about Prince took 15 years but also look at David David was anointed by Samuel <clears throat> David was anointed after he was anointed did he automatically become king he went back to the sheep he went back being a shepherd tending to livestock so there's a lot of times God may show us where there's a process that may happen, and it's for our benefit. It's for our benefit because there are some things that you learn during the process. So if we can trust God during that time, then we can be able to have a deeper character and a deeper relationship because God will reveal himself doing that for us. But also one of the things I have to mention about, I mentioned about talking negative. But also, we have to talk about God's what? God's within us. In other words, think about the testimonies in the past. Has God failed you in the past? No. So if he hadn't failed us in the past, what would you think that he was in the present or in the future? 
So we have to think about those things. One of the things I do have to jot this down and say it. We have to start writing things down. Whatever God has told us, a lot of times God gives us a plan, gave us a give us a vision or a purpose. It's good to write it down. It's very recommendable. But also during that time when God wants to retain it, a lot of times God will give us a word of encouragement to encourage to hold on to whatever He showed us. So that's why it's important whatever God shows you or tell you, start writing things down. Don't try to retain it in your head because a lot of times when we try to retain it in our head, then the devil going to try to bring something to distract you. That way, when you're trying to remember, you don't remember what God told us or the encouraging word that he gave us. Because whenever God gives us an encouraging word, it's exactly at the right time. The devil, what does he want to do? He wants us to abandon not only the plan, the dream, the vision that God has given us, but he also wants to abandon that encouraging word or words that God has given us. So I always tell people, write things down. And after you write it down, start speaking. Speak to yourself. Look in the mirror and talk to yourself. Encourage yourself. Don't rely upon somebody else to encourage you. You encourage yourself. I found out the best investor that will invest into your life or your business is yourself. Now, it may not be money, but there is something that money can't buy. Money can't buy character. Money can't buy ethics. Money can't buy discipline. Also, if you invest into yourself, you, you show people that you are worth investing into. One of the things I always talk about for those who have birthdays, well, everybody have a birthday, but for those who may be looking to receive money for their birthday, a lot of times you tell when it's somebody's birthday by them having either a ribbon or having dollars pinned on their shirt. That attracts people. But a lot of times, the hardest dollar to get is that first dollar. Excuse me. See, a lot of times, people all have to tell people, hey, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. They may or may not give you money. But what happens after they see their birthday and they give you a dollar, they give you some type of currency for you to stand on your on your shirt? What happens? Well, oh, well, a lot of times, what happens after they give you the dollar? When you're in public, other people will see, "Hey, it's your birthday. You ain't gotta say anything." What they gonna do? They gonna give some money also to let it grow, let it grow, let it go on long. So the most important dollar, not for you. Somebody to give you something. No, the most important dollar is to go in your own pocket and put that dollar on you. In other words, if you invest that first dollar, you let people know, hey, it's your birthday. And they don't have to know who put that dollar on there. But as long as they see that something invested into you, 
then it will multiply. So in other words, don't wait for somebody to give you something. Don't wait for somebody to invest into you. Invest into yourself. Once you do that, you're surprised of what you have invested. You be surprised how much it produces. When it's producing dollars where it just rolls off the shirt, it's reached, it reached long enough to go down to your hands. But all that was able to be accumulated because you gave yourself the first dollar. So, other thing we have to do, we got to be consistent. One thing I found out when you be on time, you be a man of the word. Being consistent. See, people will bless consistency. But also it encourages you. And also it lets people know who you are. And also it helps you to stay in rhythm. It helps you with your confidence because as long as you have your quote-unquote schedule, once you have your schedule once you have your uh, schedule, your rhythm, then if something come out, if something, if something out of the whim happens, then it won't overwhelm you. You can focus on the little thing that actually came out. But if you're not consistent, when you're all over the place, not only people you're not worth investing into, but what happened it allow you to have your own identity. So not just like I said, not just for the other people to see, but it's also for you to see yourself. We have to make sure that we are consistent. That says a lot about a person's character. When a person is consistent, when a person is disciplined, that means a person is accountable. So allow a person and also trustworthy. So allow a person to be consistent. So, this is something that we got to remember. We have no difference between an opinion and constructive criticism. See, when we listen to people's opinion, a lot of times we listen to people's opinion who don't have anything, a person who don't even know anything about our business, our goal, or our ambition. A lot of times, Talk to people that know us, but they don't know our purpose. Or they don't know the plan, the dream, the hope. So a lot of times, people would give you their quote unquote opinion based upon you, not your assignment. And see, they would tell you based upon you or based upon the relationship that they have with you. See, right now, uh, let's just say my son. Son, 13 years old, he can tell me what his hopes and plans and dreams are. But as long as I see him as my little son, then I won't be able to envisualize him in the full role of the vision God had given him. So I have to detach myself from who he is and look at where he's going, but also look at what did God invest into him. And I have to look at him in a respectful way of looking at what I still 
to him, he'll be able to what? He'll be able to execute it. What I instilled in him, then at least if I have introduced him to Christ and living in front of him, then trust that what I instilled in him is enough where that could help him to link uh, up with whatever God has shown him. So that's something we got to think about. So a lot of time with the opinion, a lot of time, like I said, we listen to people who ain't got nothing, want nothing. That's their opinion. And get this, opinions have no facts into it. It's just their feelings or their emotions. But constructive criticism, see, constructive criticism a lot of time, it's based on people who have already achieved where you're trying to go. And what they're trying to do, they have your best interest at heart where they're trying to tell you some corrections so that way you can receive or achieve where they're at. See, an opinion is all about what? It's selfish. It's all about me. If I give you my opinion, the focus is on me or my feelings about you or towards you, but ultimately selfish. But constructive criticism is selfless. In other words, the focus is about you. This is what you need to do. And see, constructive criticism is aimed to give you information so that way you can achieve the purpose and plan or the vision that God had given you. Constructive criticism. We have to be able to see beyond the right now. Constructive criticism has nothing to do with your feelings. See, when it comes down to business, we always hear like they always say, don't hire your kin folks. Or don't take business personal. When it comes down to constructive criticism, you got to think about this. Someone love me enough or someone respect me enough to tell me something for me to be able to achieve whatever vision and plan that I received or what God showed, gave me. See, constructive criticism is not denying that you had that vision. It believes in the vision and also it believes in you enough to tell you that what you're doing is actually outside of the purpose and plan or the vision that God has for you. So what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to tell you something that's going to help you. So I got, I got to tell you these corrections that need to be made so you can achieve it. But an opinion, don't want you to get there. So that's something we have to remember. Also, we got to look at a person's vision. So many people get visions of something from God but they what? They mold it. They mold their vision through the opinion of others. They wonder why they're not successful. They wonder why it didn't work out. Because the people's opinion is the one that has molded the final the final outcome or their final decision. Instead of relying upon what God showed you, they're trying to retain what other people told them. So we have to trust God. Thank you, cuz. We got to trust God because God is showing us 
how to get done or how to achieve the purpose and plan or the goal or the vision or the ambition that you have. So that's something we have to do. So, last but not least, this is something that it really caught my attention when God gave me this. He said, it's okay to be scared, but just don't be in fear. Why? What does that mean? I found out the most dangerous person or the most, the most dangerous people are scared people. See, scared people are fight. And some of them are dirty fighters. Whatever it takes, if you find out somebody is scared and you're about to do something towards them, look at them. They're going to be a Ric Flair fighter. They're going to be a dirty fighter. They, I don't care if they get a broken bottle and fight you or cut you with it. Or even some people get a knife, mace, or shoot. The key thing is with being scared is not saying that you don't want to do it. You might be trembling, but eventually, you might even take a pause, but eventually you're going to keep back up and keep on going. You're going to pick yourself up and go run. Whatever it takes, a zero tolerance or by any means necessary attitude. But see, fear, fear will paralyze you. Being scared will make you run, but most importantly, a lot of times it may make you run to the right direction. But fear, fear will paralyze you. Fear will make you consider not doing it. But that's why the Bible have already told us God did not give us the spirit of fear, a timidness, a cowardness, but a power, love, and a sound mind, which means self-discipline. So whatever may be causing you to give up, whatever may be causing you to not go for whatever you visualize, whatever it is, we need to give that to God right now. We have to remember that God loves us enough that whatever he gave us, whatever insight, whatever whatever hope or dream or vision that God given us, we can do it with his help, his ability. Think about it. God gave it to us. So why are we relying upon our own ability to do it? No. If God gave it to you, let him help you. If somebody wants me to go to the store for them, I'll go. But I'm expecting for them to give me the money for me to purchase what they want me to get. Same thing with God. God has given you an assignment. God has given you a grocery list. Why run when he hasn't given you the money and pay for the stuff that's on the grocery list? So we need to allow God to help us and do those things so that way we can achieve whatever that he has for us. I want each and every one of us to examine whatever that may be having us in fear, whatever purpose that we have abandoned, whatever vision we have aborted. We need to think about those things, write those things down, and ask God to help you from this day forward. Help us to see that in the spiritual eye, with the spiritual eye, so we can start applying whatever 
he show us whatever he tell us so we can see it in reality. Whatever hopes and dreams or plans or visions that you have abandoned, this is the time for you to be able to ask God to help you to wake up. You might be physically up, physically conscious, but it's time for you to be spiritually awakened, spiritually alert, spiritually what? On guard. In other words, it's time to wake up. Ultimately, as days go on, the worst thing we can do is allow death to beat us from the purpose and plan that God has for us. They always say the richest place in the world is the grave because there's so many people that have, listen, they were born with a talent, born with a gift, born with an assignment, and was buried with that assignment. Didn't the worst thing that can happen is for us to be born into this world and not fulfill the purpose and plan and the assignment that God has for us. Me working in the jail, I found out whenever someone turns up an item or they end up manipulating the purpose of that item, it could be a towel and they towel and they'll use it as uh, a do rag over their head. Well, that that tile was actually altered, and then it's used outside of the outside of the purpose that it was intended. Now it's something called contraband. So we got to think about is so many people they have lived a contraband life. Utilizing their purpose that God had intended. So we have to ask God to help us. First of all, we got to repent. God to forgive us and we forgive ourselves. No longer beat ourselves because we have not started on or we have not continued or, or completed the purpose and plan that God has for us. So we have to allow God to help us and forgive ourselves. Ask God to help us give ourselves, ask God to help us in this area of our life, so that way we can fulfill it. We can fulfill everything that God has for us, and also knowing, <clears throat> knowing that God has his best interest, our best interest in mind. So if there's anyone that may be dealing with low self-esteem, look in the mirror and talk to yourself. Look in the mirror and appreciate yourself. Whatever that you want to do, to that person in the mirror. Look at yourself as a separate person. Because a lot of times, a lot of times people allow, like I said, the negativity or even allow that goal or the vision to overwhelm them. They end up having an anxiety attack or a panic attack. But allowing that to happen when we know that that came from the devil, not God. So if you have low self-esteem, if you have some insecurity, this, look in the mirror and ask yourself why you can't do it. And a lot of times, make excuses. So let's bypass the excuses and accept what purpose and plan God has for us. And also, last but not least, do not allow your self-esteem to be based on people's opinion of you. God has given you his identity. 
God have already told us through his word in Genesis that we were made in his image and likeness. But also, now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. Worketh within us. Who? The greater one within us is going to work within us produce out of us. So that's something I want you to think about. If there's anyone that may be dealing with some problems where they have to get to God, I encourage you to give it to God right now. God, thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we to you right now, God. God, you know every purpose and plan that you have for us, God. God, we ask First of all, God, to forgive us for every slowfulness, God. Forgive us for every unconcerned spirit. God, we ask God to forgive us, God, if we have abandoned any uh, any assignment that you have given us, God. We ask you your forgiveness and we receive your forgiveness. God, we ask you right now, God, help every aspect of our lives, God. Not only do we need you in our life, but God, we want you in our life. We want you, God, in the affairs that you have us in, God. God, we ask the, with the strength, God, with the wisdom, God, with the discerning spirit, God, to lead us in everything that you have for us right now. In the name of Jesus. And you stand for, we bind every problem, we bind every confusion. In the name of Jesus, we speak that you help us, God, to be better stewards, God, be the managers, God, that you have for us. And God, help us, God. If there's anything that's in us and unlike you, God, we give you permission to do right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, those who may be watching, God, God, they want to be sick, touch and heal their bodies right now, God. Touch their minds right now, God. They're trying to torment their mind, God. But God, we speaking, God, peace, God, right now, God. And, Lord, there may be some who may be dealing with issues, God. God, help them, God. God, you will be the shelter in the time of the storm right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to hold on to you, God. Help us to trust you, God, because you are reliable, right? Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you all for the testimony. We thank you all for the relationship, God. We thank you all for the businesses that's going to come out, God. We thank you all for the reconciliation, God. We thank you, Lord, for the purpose and plan being executed, God. Help us, God, about your business, God. But most importantly, God, help us, God, to keep you first and consult you, God, and obey you in every affairs of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, give it the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen. Amen, amen, amen. I thank you for uh, supporting this show. If you have any questions or if you want to um, give any suggestions, if you have any suggestions on future topics on this show, feel free to contact me on Facebook on Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R. You can see my daily devotions and upcoming um uh, videos. Also, you can go to my YouTube channel where you see my videos, or even you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotion, the upcoming events, and appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my book where you can purchase the book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men, the needs and responsibilities to the families, children, spouse, or even children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, to inform women 
qualities of men and to give single women the qualities of a future husband and or father to present or future children. I thank each and everyone who are tuning in and thank you for listening. Ricky Park Podcast. God bless you and good night. Your power.